You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics DFS Rundown. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, Week 11 DFS Rundown. Once again, I'm your host, John June, and as we always do on this uh, Saturday afternoon, Sunday evening, or Sunday morning, um, running through the, you know, DFS plays of the week for week 11. Um, and before we even get started, um, got to start with Taysom Hill. That is the big news. Um, you know, we have to talk about it because he's been named the starting quarterback, uh, after it was presumed it would be Jameis Winston. This has the ability to turn the slate upside down, specifically on FanDuel, where he is listed as a tight end. He's 4,500 on FanDuel and essentially a free square at the position. You're playing a quarterback at the tight end spot. Uh, and, you know, on the main slate with no Travis Kelsey, he should be the highest owned player at that position. Uh, probably regardless of position, will be the highest owned player. Um, now, you could potentially get creative there on FanDuel. You know, if there is another tight end that you like, you could even... Uh, play Hill essentially in the flex or or that other tight end in the flex depending on if they play the late game or the later game uh, but Hayden Hurst or Hunter Henry at 5500 they could provide value at tight end uh, and now you could have a tight end and a flex locked up um, locked up for you know 10k with uh you know 50k for the remaining seven slots and so you can you can do a lot with uh with that including getting up to Dalvin Cook uh, and there's a bunch of different ways you can approach this I mean no particular way is going to be the right way, but you know, just there's a ton of ways to think about this. Um, on DK, I, I don't think you have to play Taysom Hill. He's at 4,800, which makes him the cheapest starting quarterback this weekend. But you know, Joe Flacco, 5K, Alex Smith, uh, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton are all 5,300. So he's not someone you have to play on DK. But in cash, you should you should be uh, you know he should be in a majority of lineups, but. Uh, not necessary not necessary to eat the chalk uh at the quarterback position but at the same time in cash we if we can get a cheap quarterback with rushing upside which Taysom Hill does bring that in a good matchup then we should want to play him so basically depending on how many lineups you're playing it would be a good idea to at least have uh, some Taysom Hill sprinkled in especially if you're going to play in cash games such as uh, head-to-head or uh, 50-50s or you know double ups um, but you know, as I always do on this slate or on this uh, episode, break down some of my favorite cash games, uh, cash game picks, GPP picks, and value picks at each position uh, for the main slate. I'm gonna throw out uh, for my cash game quarterback. It's gonna be Ben Roethlisberger. He's 8K on FanDuel, uh, 6700 on DK. Going up against Jacksonville, who you know, just a great matchup for the quarterback position. They they're last in. Uh, football outsiders defensive line adjusted sack rate third highest touchdown rate allowed at 6.1 percent 
Uh, they allow the most fancy points per drop back to the quarterback position. Uh, Big Ben is top 12 in the fancy quarterback or fancy points per drop back at the, at the quarterback position, and this is the highest combination in terms of that matchup. When you add those two together, the Steelers are heavy favorites here at uh, 10 double digits, so 10 points. And this this offense has been relying on Big Ben in this past game, especially when they get down in the red zone. Um, and then my GPP quarterback is going to actually be Lamar Jackson. Uh, versus Tennessee, 8,400 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. Uh, we don't have a lot of quarterbacks on the main slate with that rushing upside. No Kyler, no Russ, no, Pat- no Patrick Mahomes, no uh, Josh Allen is on by. So, uh, you know, Rodgers does have a tough matchup in, in, in himself and doesn't really bring that rushing upside. But uh, Lamar has to be the one here. Um, you know, this Tennessee defense is nowhere near the defense it was last year. They're second, second worst in Football Outsiders adjusted sack rate. They allow the 10th highest touchdown rate. Uh, Lamar is top 10 touchdown rate on the main slate. Uh, Lamar obviously brings the rushing upside as well, having double-digit carries in each of his last three games. Uh, This game has a 48.5 point total, and I'm leaning towards the over on this one. So uh, definitely like Lamar this week. And then moving on to my value play at the quarterback position, it's going to be Cam Newton uh, versus Houston, 7,600 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. priced at uh, QB8 on both sites. This matchup here is perfect for Cam. The Texans are ninth on the main slate in fantasy points per drop back allowed to the quarterback position. They're top sixth in touchdown rate allowed, although we don't expect Cam to throw touchdowns at this point. But when you consider the, the matchup for New England in the run game, the Houston Texans uh, are dead last on the main slate in football outsiders and football outsiders uh, adjusted line yards given up at nearly five yards per, per attempt. Uh, this Houston run defense is bad, and Cam is the New England offense. So have confidence in him this week. Uh, moving on to the running back position, I'm gonna I'm gonna go relatively quick through this. Um, so running back position, it's going to be Mike Davis in the cash for the cash game play. 7,400 on Fanduel, 6,800 on DK. The matchup against Detroit is awesome here. Uh, third highest adjusted line yards allowed on the main slate, and Carolina has been good as a rush offense. Uh, and this matchup is fourth best for the Carolina rush offense when you consider adjusted line yards given up by the defense and adjusted line yards earned by the offense. Um, he saw 75% of the team running back opportunities last week. And with Teddy Bridgewater potentially banged up and or uh, missing from this game, maybe they lean on their big back a little bit of Mike Davis, who has been a little bit underwhelming the last few weeks. But the matchup here is good, and he should see enough volume to to at least return value this week. Uh, my GPP running back this week is going to be Ezekiel Elliott, 6,500 on, on DK, 8K on FanDuel, gets to go up against Minnesota, and obviously Dalvin Cook, he's in a great spot and you know priced up on, on both sites accordingly, but Zeke is in a great spot as well. Minnesota's defense is third worst in defensive line adjusted uh, line yards, which while Dallas is second, um, Minnesota allows eight targets per game to the running back position, and Zeke is only, um, Zeke and his only his full game, one only full game with uh, Andy Dalton, was targeted 10 times. So uh, if he can see some volume, the matchup here is good uh, and potentially get him in some scoring position and maybe punch in a touchdown or two against the Minnesota defense, which, you know, while is definitely improved, is, is still beatable. Uh, my value plays at the running back position. First one up is Duke Johnson, 6K on FanDuel, 5,400 on DK. He saw 93.8% of the running back opportunities last week. Uh, this matchup here is good for him against New England. They've, they've been bad at defending running backs all year, and he's involved in the pass game as well as he's run the second most routes at the running back position over the last two weeks, second only to J.D. McKissick. And 
interesting I bring J.D. McKissick up because he and his teammate Antonio Gibson are both in play for me this week as value plays. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 5,800 on on, uh, on, uh, FanDuel, or on DK, rather, and 6,500 on FanDuel, while J.D. McKissick is 5,200 on DK uh, and 5,600 on FanDuel. So Gibson will obviously see the bulk of the rushing work and have the touchdown opportunity. Um, Hopefully he can get some targets as well. But McKissick has seen an average of 14 targets the last two games. And uh, with Alex Smith in in the game, he'll see targets as a check down option in a good matchup here against Cincinnati for both of these running backs. So definitely like that. Uh, Moving on to the wide receiver position, my cash game wide receiver is going to be Chase Claypool. He's 6,100 on DK, 6,400 on FanDuel. Going up against Jacksonville. Uh, has the the fourth best matchup in terms of of half PPR points per game, or per per half PPR points and PPR points per coverage snap, uh, versus Chris Claybrooks Claybrooks the cornerback for Jacksonville. He's second only to Devontae Adams in targets the last three weeks at ten targets per game. He leads the Steelers in a dot uh, and air yards per game, and we obviously know he's a threat around the goal line. So. Uh, if you're looking for a relatively cheap wide receiver that also has a ceiling to his game, Chase Claypool provides that. Uh, GPP wide receivers, it has to be Michael Thomas for me. Uh, obviously, he hasn't been great this year, but played more snaps and ran more routes last week than he had in Week 9. He saw a 30% target share in Week 10, and we saw last year this pass offense become very concentrated without Drew Brees relying on Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. And then you consider the matchup that he has going up against Atlanta secondary. And according to PFF, his projected matchup is is uh, cornerback Kendall Sheffield, who allows the, the highest target rate per coverage snap at 24%, the highest reception rate for co- per coverage snap at 18%, and also allows the most half PPR and, and PPR points per cover snap at point four zero and point four nine respectively. So uh, everyone will be on Taysom Hill as they should be this week, but I think Michael Thomas uh, to me is the leverage play. My value wide receiver this week is going to be Jacoby Myers going up against Houston. He's the NFL leader in target share over the last three weeks at 42% of the team targets and nearly 10 targets per game. He's uh, 4900 on DK, 6K on FanDuel. This really doesn't make sense to me in terms of the pricing. The matchup here is good for him as well. Uh, we want volume and we want that cheap volume. And he definitely provides that specifically in DK where you don't need him to score a touchdown to really come through for you because we know in this Cam Newton led offense, passing touchdowns are hard to come by. Um, Moving on to the tight end position, though, cash game tight end. Uh, like I said, if you are on FanDuel, you play Taysom Hill. If you if uh, on DK, unfortunately, can't play Taysom Hill at the tight end slot. So uh, play Hayden Hurst. Uh, he's someone that I'm interested in. Uh, 4,400 on DK, 5,500 on FanDuel. He's my start of the week at the tight end position this week. He leads the main slate in targets per game over the last three weeks at seven and a half, seeing a 24% target share, which is uh, second highest on the main slate this week. Um, and then my GPP tight end this week is going to be Mark Andrews We're going up against Tennessee. Um, 4,900 on DK, 6,500 on FanDuel, seeing almost seven targets per game. He's uh, seen a 25% target share over the last three weeks, which leads uh, all tight ends on the main slate. It also leads all tight ends in air yards per game. And uh, we know that the Ravens, when they get into the red zone, Lamar has eyes for 89. So definitely put him in your lineup uh, if you're looking for a, you know, a way to leverage the field here. Uh, and then 
um, my value pick at the tight end position is, is going to be Logan Thomas uh, going up against Cincinnati, 3,300 on DK, uh, or 3,300 on DK and 5,200 on FanDuel, leads all tight ends in, in um, percentage of, of routes run per team drop back at 97%, so definitely um, Alex Smith looking for him as well. Cincinnati has been terrible at defending the tight end position all year, so he's somebody that I think can provide great value for you this week at the tight end slot, um, if, especially if you're playing on DK. Otherwise, like I said, just play Taysom Hill, uh, especially in cash, but play Taysom Hill. At defense, uh, I'm not going to get too much into a breakdown for you, um, but Pittsburgh, I like them as well. Obviously, we want to pay up in a week like this uh, with some of these cheap plays like, like Taysom Hill. We can pay up uh, for the defense this week. Um, but also another defense I'm looking at, Washington. Uh, obviously, they're going up against Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. Uh, those That combination of that defensive line uh, is a, in terms of their adjusted sack rate and that offensive line uh, and the adjusted sack rate allowed is the highest combination on the week. So uh, definitely looking to them as a, as a medium-priced defense uh, to provide some potential savings. Uh, but in terms of um, games that I'm targeting this week, um, the Houston, uh, well, the Houston New England game definitely does interest me. Um, from you know Cam, uh, even um, you know obviously Jacoby Myers and potentially even a Damian Harris. Um, also on the other side of that, I also like Deshaun Watson. Um, Brandon Cooks probably has I have more interest in Brandon Cooks than Will Fuller um, potentially if if Stephon Gilmore is playing. Um, but the Tennessee-Baltimore game is an, another game that I'm interested in. Obviously, I like Lamar. Um, I think Derrick Henry is somebody that should be in consideration uh, when you consider the fact that Baltimore should be down, I believe, two defensive linemen, uh, which should affect their run defense. Um, and then A.J. Brown, I mean, um, I'm playing him this week. And especially, I mean, in redraft especially, but in DFS, I'm going to play him. Um, you know, we, we have seen this Baltimore defense. When you have a a wide receiver that is seeing, you know, 30% of the team targets, which A.J. Brown seeing 28% of the team targets over the last three weeks. But when you have that going against this Baltimore Ravens defense, we've seen wide receivers come out on the other side of it okay. You know, we've seen Terry McLaurin come through. We've seen Travis Fulgham come through. We even saw Jacoby Myers come through a little bit last week in the pouring rain. So um, A.J. Brown is somebody, I think, you know, if Tennessee's down, which Vegas projects them to be, um, you know, they will be going to A.J. Brown, I, w- I would imagine, in this game. So he's somebody that I'm interested in playing. Um, and then this Chargers-Jets game is definitely has more intrigue than I think people um, people may want to realize. I mean, uh, Justin Herbert, obviously, we know what he brings. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think he's in a great spot. I think you can that stack right there could take you a long way. But, um, you know, bringing it back, I think, with a Denzel Mims, I think makes a ton of sense. He's led this team in target share over the last three weeks. He saw 33% of the targets from Joe Flacco last week. Uh, they're coming out of the bye, so hopefully they can continue to get him involved. But he's got a good matchup here as well. Uh, so he's somebody that I'd be interested in in potentially um, targeting. And, he, you know, relatively cheap price on both sides. So, um, you know, being able to stack, you know, maybe not the game that, others would uh would would want to stack but that's kind of what we want right to be able to be on a game that nobody's going to be on um and then the other game that i'm interested in 
uh, Dallas versus Minnesota. Obviously, I talked about Zeke Elliott, uh, Dalvin Cook. Um, but the receivers on the other side, all the receivers in this game have some intrigue, right? When you're talking about Amari Cooper, um, you know, for, for Dallas or Justin Jefferson for Minnesota, Adam Thielen on Minnesota. Uh, and then also, you know, CeeDee Lamb has some intrigue as well. Dalton Schultz at tight end also has some potential intrigue in this game uh, if you're looking for a tight end specifically on DK. So this game definitely has some intrigue to me. Um and then lastly, this Green Bay-Indianapolis game, uh, you know, Ad, uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, I think those two guys, you can get away with playing those two guys. Maybe you don't have to play Aaron Rodgers. Uh, maybe you don't have to play anybody from the from the Indianapolis side if you don't really uh, necessarily uh, feel that, that you want to. I mean, I, I wouldn't really know who to, who it would be, I mean, outside of maybe Naheem Hines. Um but because you know he looked the best last week, uh, the matchup here is good from a, from a rushing standpoint. So uh, maybe you bring that back with the other pieces being Devonte Adams and and Aaron Jones. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know how many points are going to be scored in that game. It's one of those games you know you've got two veteran quarterbacks. You could have a ton of points scored, um, or you know these defenses could show up and potentially make it a make it a bad day. So. Um, you know, maybe getting away with playing the two, the, the main uh, concentrated parts of this offense uh, for the Green Bay side, and then maybe trying to bring it back with Naheem Hines, who, if this game does go have a back and forth nature to it, probably would be the back on the field. So, uh, Michael Pittman, I know he had a big week last week, but a little scared of, of him potentially being with, uh, being shadowed by Jair Alexander. So, um, but that's it, y'all. That's all we got today. A uh, short one, um, but appreciate you all for listening, uh, taking the time. Again, if you could rate, review the podcast, that would definitely help. And uh, if you can go ahead, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. And then you can follow Greg on Instagram at We underscore Made It. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out.